and the president of the company says, what are you doing after MBA school? I said, well, I think I'm going to go into consulting. I'm looking at back in the day, it was Anderson Consulting. That became Accenture. I was thinking about interviewing for there and going to New York and leaving and doing something of that nature. And he goes, nope, you're going to be my director of marketing. University of Alabama's Carl Ross College of Business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens, and on the show today, Dana Duckworth. Dana was a national champion gymnast during her time here at the University of Alabama, acquiring both an undergraduate as well as an MBA degree at the university. She went on to become the assistant coach and eventually the head coach of the women's gymnastics team, stepping down this past season to pursue a business career. She sat down with us to talk about her life journey, as well as some of the lessons she learned as a leader of such a renowned organization. This is our first episode of our three-part series with Dana. I am so honored to be here. It's been so special just to get to know you and meet you, and I'm excited about this podcast. Well, when Connie reached out and said, hey, I got someone special for you on Saturday, I'm like, okay, no matter who it is, I'm coming in. If Connie says it's special, and of course, my I found it was you, I was amazed. So... This podcast is going to go over a lot of different things, but first I want to start off with your own story. You're very unique in the sense of you've been around the university for a long time. How did you originally get here? So I'm originally from Sterling Heights, Michigan, and I had a wonderful gymnastics career as a USA national team member, traveled the world representing the United States of America, competing for gymnastics. And I was recruited to some of the best colleges in the country. And when I came to Tuscaloosa, it felt like home. Uh, Sarah and David were a husband and wife team. And when I went to lunch that very first time, I just felt a connection, connection to not only the head coach, but also to the University of Alabama and the family, our alumni and our base, the sisterhood of Alabama gymnastics is unique. It's one of a kind. And so I felt that the second I joined the the forces. So I came to Alabama. I knew I wanted to be a communications major because in high school, I ran a television station in our high school. And so I- Television station. Yes. So I trained about 30 hours a week. And so to be able to do that, I would go to school early to get out early. And then I would go back to school after I trained from about one to six, I'd go back in the evenings and run the evening television station. Yeah, it was so cool. Okay. (laughs) So I became a telecom and film major at the University of Alabama. I thought I wanted to be behind the scenes, and then I got to work in production, and I really liked that aspect as well. So then as I got prepared to graduate, I'd also had a minor in marketing. So I had a little taste of the business school as an undergrad. Okay. Well, I had a wonderful career academically, a wonderful career athletically, and when I graduated, one- I had never really held a real job before because I was an athlete. Right. So there was a gentleman in the business, in the, in the communications school that was on the board of directors of a new fresh company out of Dallas, Texas called AMX Corporation. And he said, listen, when you graduate, why don't you go do an internship in Dallas, Texas for AMX Corporation? Cole, I was going to make $6 an hour. <laughs> 
But the reason I didn't go into broadcasting was because I found out back then the salaries were like 12, 14,000 a year. And I'm like, I can't live on that. Yeah, Who's ever been making <laughs> that much money and actually living in a house and driving a car? So I took a leap of faith. I had an aunt and uncle that lived in Dallas. And for the first couple of weeks, they let me just move in there. And I got my feet wet. Within three weeks of being at AMX Corporation, being able to pop around in the different divisions, the president noticed something in my personality and my drive and whatever, maybe the athleticism, maybe being competitive. And he said, I'd like to hire you full time. And so I went from $6 an hour to $26,000 a year. And I thought I was rocking the world. That's what we're talking about right Right. There. And so... The lesson in that, though, if people are really listening to why would she share that, is never look any opportunity as possibly a stepping stone for something that's next. Every chapter of our life will prepare you for the next one. So after three years of being at this high-tech AMX corporation that went public while I was there, so just to be there, watch how that whole IPO world works. Right. It was fascinating. Of course. But I had won postgraduate scholarships, mm. and if I didn't use them, I lose them. So I was the training manager slash did marketing and trade shows for AMX Corporation and decided to come back to get my MBA at Alabama. So then I fast forward two years of being in the concentration of marketing at, with my MBA. I then became the director of marketing of an automotive company in Trustville, Alabama. So that was the start. Now, do you want to know about the story of how I became the director of marketing of this company in Trustville. Yeah, because you're not old at this point. You're relatively young in your career overall, correct? That's right. An old relative, Cole. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So this is what I, I love. In my telecom film days, I had met an incredible videographer. And Chris Dutton was trying to get a job in Trustville, Alabama, with this automotive company called Southern Comfort Conversions. They did a big fishing tournament in conjunction with Triton Boats out of Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Okay. So here's how it all goes. My friend Chris says, will you help me market myself? Come up to Trustville with me. Let me introduce you to the president of this company. And he was a wonderful videographer, but he just needed some basically referrals to why he would be a great candidate for this job. Okay. So I had to volunteer my time. There was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it. I don't know if I want to do it, but I did it anyway. So I go into this meeting, helping my friend promote his skill set. And the president of the company says, what are you doing after MBA school? I said, well, I think I'm going to go into consulting. I'm looking at back in the day, it was Anderson Consulting. Right. That became Accenture. I was thinking about interviewing for that and going to New York and leaving and doing something of that nature. And he goes, nope, you're going to be my director of marketing. And I'm sitting across the desk. I'm like, I'm here to help him. Right. And in, it all evolved that I became the director of marketing while I was finishing my last semester of my MBA at Alabama. So to just to take a pause on the story and talk about the MBA itself. The MBA spans a whole variety of different subjects. It's not necessarily focused, but it's, hey, you got to know a lot of different areas and become a, a better more well-rounded person overall. Was that your experience when going through the MBA program? I have a very simple way I describe an MBA. It's kind of like a loaf of bread. Okay. And you get a slice of everything that helps you think more globally. So you get the experience of statistics, marketing, analytics, HR, operations. There's so many different, cybersecurity. There's like, there's so many different areas 
that an MBA allows you to, you know, taste the slice. And what I loved about the thinking process is I feel like when you have your MBA, you can come to that 30,000 foot view, look down, and then of course have forecasting and vision of what what's going to look like 10 years from now. And then how do you break it down into the tasks and the smaller things of in the weeds of how you get it done? Okay. So I, that's how I look at an MBA. It's invaluable. I believe it allows you to think differently. And again, like with anything, Cole, what you give to it, it will give back. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people just think it's something's going to be handed to them, but it's hard work. And it takes getting outside your comfort zone, the public speaking and all the presentations you do in MBA school. That is what makes you great at sales. That's what makes you great at branding. Not only, you know, products and things you might sell one day, but yourself. This is going to go back a little bit towards your gymnastic days. And I know this might be a weird question, but I just thought it would be interesting to ask. Gymnastics, especially like floor routines and whatnot, is very performative. Obviously, there's some choreography to it. There's a lot of skill that goes into it, but ultimately it's people judging you on your performance. Do you think that training, especially at a young age, helped you prepare for your career later on down the road? It's a great question because when you look at the development of a routine, it's truly art and athleticism in motion. Mm. And so the ability to create something based on someone's strengths, how they move, what their musicality looks like, what their talent level is, there is definitely a correlation in being able to be the creator of that, the team aspect, and I'm working with someone. So we are combining and we're collaborating together to create the best performance and the best look. So yes, I think that in that example of athleticism and sport, it can teach life and business. Awesome. I know that's a lot. Of, that's one thing a lot of athletes will talk about, especially ones that have achieved so much as yourself at a young age, was that they learned a lot of those life skills, not necessarily through clubs or activities, but through their sport when they were growing up. So you finished your MBA. You're now going straight into marketing. There's no, <laughs> no time off for yourself. So what was your experience like right after graduation working for that company? Well, I had a great a mentor in the president of the company and he allowed me to really get to know the sales team and then understand what did sales and marketing need from the marketing department. And it was me and a graphics designer and it was just her and I as a team, but we were able to go on the road with the sales staff and see them in action, working in the car dealerships and dealing with what they did with the, the Chelsea's, the, the chassis and developing this customized vehicle for, you know, families. And you got to see that work of art formed that made a difference in their lives. But the other piece is we also launched two divisions of the company while I was there. So there had been an accessories division, but then we also added a mobility division for special needs, wheelchairs and such, and then an entire plastics division. So then we started becoming a manufacturer of our own plastics. And so when you look at just that whole aspect, which we'll fast forward to what I'm about to be doing soon, but when you look at the chassis coming in from GMC and Ford, and then the development, the production line, everything that goes into that. There's all the pieces and parts coming in. That's all part of supply chain management. And so that's using your, your, you know, your, your MBA. When you're launching a retail business, that's using the retail side of sales and branding and all that. That's using your MBA. You're looking at strategy. How are we going to promote our, our products? How are we going to make them valuable to the customers, to the dealerships, to the owners? It's all interconnected. It was basically a second MBA while you were working. Absolutely. Like. And then you learn as you go. And the thing I tell people all the time, it's okay 
not to have all the answers. And you just need to be willing to ask the questions. You need to be willing to be okay with failure, fall on your face, get back up, talk about sports, look at gymnastics. You're on the balance beam. You fall down, you get back up, you fall down. And so the resilience that's built through sport then then was taken into my MBA where I was challenged academically into think very differently and work in teams and do all these presentations and be surrounded by incredible professors that really pushed you and challenged you. It was invaluable, which then I took to director of marketing position and it was great. Now, after three years of being the director of marketing of Southern Comfort Conversions, I had a small eight month stint with a startup company called MCM Technology that was in the point of sale software solutions business in two way communications. Okay. So isn't it funny here? I have a communications degree and now I'm kind of back with IT slash marketing and sales. Right. And I got to go out to Silicon Valley and try to get funding. However, it was the end of the IPO bubble, 2001, you know, things crashed. Mm -hmm. And so I called the MBA office and said, Connie Chambers, what am I gonna do in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Because by then I had been married and my husband and I wanted to be in Tuscaloosa because he is part of a fourth generation business here in real estate. And now my husband, Joe Duckworth, is one of the partners and in commercial real estate at at Keller Williams, KW. Yeah. So you try to stand out at Silicon Valley, obviously raising money and stuff like that is a whole nother realm of things that people don't even think about sometimes that when you're starting a company, you need to get funding in order to provide for all the future success of, you know, hey, we need to pay for all these expenses before we can even launch a product. We got to do all kinds of stuff. And for a lot of people who are listening, they might not know what point of sale is. Could you explain a little bit like what that entails? Well, sure. When you go in to buy something, then they're pulling it up on computer screens. Now it's not cash registers these days, right? And so the point of sale software allows you to track the inventory that's being sold. It allows you to have all your SKU numbers, consistency across the standards and such. And then it allows an organization to run more efficiently. And so a point of sale system is what basically holds your inventory. And then, of course, is the retail side of being able to have the cash and exchange and what have you and the electronic side of things and just basically simplifies things. So you call up Connie Chambers. You're asking, hey, like I'm, I'm back in T-Town. Like, <laughs> what can I do for you? What does she respond with? Well, she had had a few companies coming on campus to do interviews. Okay. And she said, Dana, yeah, pharmaceutical companies coming on. And I kind of made a joke and I'm like, oh, Connie, what am I going to do? Sell Viagra? Ha ha ha. And that's exactly what happened. I interviewed with Lily, Merck, and Pfizer, and I got a job with Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. That's Dana Duckworth, former gymnastics head coach from the University of Alabama. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe to your podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.